0: your team in a relegation battle? Are you looking for three points? Heart of Midlothian Football Club are at your service. My name is Paddy and I'm joined this week by Simon, Cameron and Hammy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club band. There's no Jarvie this week. He said it's because he would get cancelled for saying something about Robbie Nielsen, but it's actually because... He forgot to buy nappies at the supermarket, and I had to go back out for them. So the big news of the week is that Ben Woodburn con- his contracts <laughs> <laughs> in the summer. And if do you think we should keep him or not? The big news of the week. Um, nah, uh, unless he, he drastically improves,
1: I don't think. Um, I'm not going to say he's not good enough. I just don't think it's is it suits him up here. I don't think it suits him up here. I think he's probably going to be like a good, like League One Championship level player.
2: Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: Um, but I just don't think it suits him up here.
2: It's mental that, you know, a player with, with Wales caps um, has appeared and scored, I think, in Liverpool first team, has come up here and... Scored for Wales as well? Scored for, yeah, there's obviously, you know, like Klopp, I've, I've, I've seen him, watch him play and decided he's good enough to get in Liverpool first team, albeit maybe on the fringes. He's come up here and looked very, very ordinary. Um, do you think it's
1: maybe more when he's playing for Liverpool, he has got a defined role in a defined system and he knows exactly what he's meant to do? Whereas, I know this is obviously like a bit of a dig, but it's, it's true. Like Whereas when he's playing for Hearts, he probably doesn't have as many instructions or as accurate instructions. And the people around him maybe aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing as well.
2: I think that yes, I do. I think we'll probably get on to it a wee bit later, but player regression this season is quite dramatic. Um and like I said, Liverpool, um getting games for Liverpool and Wales and things, he can't be that bad a player yeah. that we've seen. And I, I don't I don't think he's other than obviously done the Dundee United game got a double there, looked good, great technique for the goals, but is there nothing I've noticed? Coming off the bench and <sighs> doing nothing really uh, it's, it probably
0: helps when you're playing with like Mo Salah and that as well to be a better player <laughs> instead of <laughs> whichever what, not, nothing wrong with GMS <laughs> <laughs> so I hear, I hear he's being moved to left back. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. GMS has left wing back now what do you make of that uh, just as we were
1: talking about um, round pegs and square holes and uh an article comes out that like he's got to be bamming us, bamming us up he's got to seen something about everyone talking about the players not fitting the system surely he's
0: on the wind up with that uh, yes like GMS has never played that position in his life he's never looked like he'd be good enough to play that position what, what are you playing at? I, I've never watched him and thought oh he's great
1: defensively
2: no
0: <laughs> no <laughs>
2: He's our second top goal scorer. We want to move him further down the pitch. Is he like, our te- mean,
0: second top goal scorer? That's depressing I, in itself.
2: He's not scored in months.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, has he started in months other than playing left wing back? To be fair, that's a good point. He's not he's, his starts have dried up as well. Um, because we've decided to play the likes of sort of Andy Halliday and things instead. There. Um He's not scored uh, since St. Mirren in November last year. That is fucking embarrassing. I think. Actually, in the league, sorry. But, and he's our second yeah. top scorer. It's not great at the moment. Tremendous.
0: We also, we drew St. Mirren in the cup. That was, seemed like a decent draw last Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, what time does it kick off? <laughs> Evening kick-off on a Saturday. Nothing like the sense to go, cinching. <laughs> to be honest, I think
1: a game against St Mirren on a Saturday night could be a very good remedy in the Scottish Cup to, for a trip to Hamden. If we win that, oh,
2: is all forgiven?
1: Are we kind of just
2: like, fuck it,
1: let's go to Hampden?
2: Um, it's one of these games that will get them an extra sort of month for fans. Um, like if we lose it. It'll be, it'll be signs on scaffolding again. I think, albeit it might be sooner if we don't win at the weekend. It's, uh, if Saint don't... Mirren, there's some Mirren playing during the week, right? And obviously we've got Saint Mirren this weekend. They they could be very close to us come them winning on Saturday. Yep. That like they're challenging us for third
0: place. They're one of the teams just behind us now. Four points it would be behind Ooh. us.
2: By tea time on Saturday Would they still have a game in hand on us as well? No, no, that would be their game in hand Taken into account as well And they are playing Dundee During the week Well, as
0: Hearts found out They're a tough team to beat
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, so did did fucking Rangers Amazing Hey, other teams will be (laughs) able to Do quite well
0: (laughs) Aye, Talking to St Mirren They don't have a manager Which means they will definitely beat us
2: or could they
0: have a manager soon? Some well, yes. hearts perchance. Mm-hmm. There was there was interest in Stephen Naismith, but that interest has cooled this evening as it would appear that Jarve's favourite person on the planet, Stephen Robinson, will be getting the St. Mirrens job. It, yeah, it is know. interesting to see
1: Stephen Naismith getting linked to so many um first team roles in the premiership, considering yeah. he's never actually managed before. He must be he must be quite good reputation, then eh? Yeah, exactly. Wasn't um, that sentence? He must be quite good reputation, then.
0: <laughs> I, I have a degree. <laughs> I have a fucking degree. Um, but yeah, uh, what other news is? So there? there's not a lot to be honest. Hearts are shit. That's about it. <laughs> oh no, there is. There's big news. The Scottish ladies won the curling. I think we need to congratulate them. <laughs> We need some glory in our life.
2: The only <laughs> joy I had at the weekend. Yeah. I, Dave, you what, get to see the final.
0: What a performance. Aye, a, a one o'clock in the morning kick-off. That even takes a piss out of the Scottish League. <laughs> Hammy, I believe you have a new
2: player in contention for legend or cult hero. I do, Mr Paddy, and I think this one is... A great one. It really speaks about me. My player, who I'm going to choose to debate this week, is one and only Jules Rousset.
1: Whoa! I had now, two people in my
2: head, and it was him or aye. fucking Auntie <laughs> It was aye. going to be a keeper, eh? <laughs> it's a keeper, but I think you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll go through it. So Jules Rousset, 1995, he started. So we were all very young boys when he started playing for Hearts. He made a total of 164 appearances. He scored zero goals, though. So, obviously, that's a bit of a black mark on his record. To be honest, that's like most heart strikers at the moment. That's a very good point, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was looking up his last appearances and all that. So, he retired in 2000. He finished his career uh, with Hearts. He played his last game in 2000. He actually turned down a coaching role in France in 1999 because he wanted to finish his heart's career. His career at heart, sorry. Again, legend status, that in my opinion. He played in the same team as the current manager, Robbie Nielsen. Also, shout out to Chris O'Neill, who played with Jules Rousseau. Well done, son. Um, the big one, obviously, for legend status, I think, is that he was part of the 98 Cup final team. Um A, a game that we were very much underdogs, won our first trophy in 40-odd years. Um, and something else that's actually quite unfor- uh, forgotten about that season, the uh, 98 season, is that we were only seven points off League One of Celtic at the top of the league, only five points away for second. We had a cracking season that season, and Hibs got relegated, so um, oh a great year. God. Made uh, six appearances in Europe, got two caps for France, albeit not at hearts, but again, that's quite a good um, good player. He was involved in three cup finals, two in 1996, which sadly lost, but he won his third one in 1998, obviously. Um, I say 100% legend, because I think it's difficult to say anyone in that 98 team isn't a legend, but George say, because he made so many appearances, and he was just a lovely guy.
0: Yep, I agree, legend.
2: I don't even think this is
1: a
3: debate, is it? Not? Uh, no, not much of a debate. I actually went on to start looking at the 98 cup squad to see if I could pick somebody that I wouldn't pick, put as a legend. That was that's that's where I'm at on this. <laughs> I, there's, there's not really much to criticize
2: um when it comes to Jules Rousseau Certified legend. Well oh, done. He was only, and he was only taken out of the team by Annie Niemi. and that's fair enough. 37 years old, Annie Niemi's coming in. He's only 28.
1: <laughs> oh, one of the very few good uses of that part of there, man. Very few times is it good. It's like the Borat, my wife. When someone nails that, that is funny, but often very, very poor.
0: Yep. <laughs> Um, Well, moving on, unfortunately, there was a game at the weekend. We played St. Johnston. Um, I'll hand it over to you, Simon, to be honest. So what do you do when you
1: lose to the team at the bottom of the table, allowing them to jump the other team at the bottom of the table, (laughs) who you then go on to play? They're the exact same thing. Same fucking formation. Pretty much the same fucking team. There was a few changes. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) <laughs> um, We're still continuing to play a fucking 3-4-3. Three, three. It's not working. The players clearly aren't believing in the system anymore. And other teams have also figured it out. It's so obvious. Stop Barry McKay getting the ball. Three men in midfield. That's all you need to do. And the Hearts do not know how to deal with it. They just have no idea... Robbie Nielsen will do his random fucking three or four subs of the same players every week and expect something different. It's boring now. Aye, we lost 2-1 to St Johnston, who were bottom of the league when we we started playing them. Um, Are we now nine points in third? Is that what it's at?
0: I don't think it's even that now. Is it not
2: seven? Uh, No, no, nine points. It was going to be seven when Dundee United were winning. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. um, They drew, so it's now somehow Hibs are back up to fourth because that Pocket yeah. teams just are so close together, there's only three points between them. Seb's so in our fourth, so we're only seven points ahead. And uh, or, yeah, four no, nine, point, sorry, nine, nine points,
0: sorry, four points in our last out of our last 18 available. Yeah.
1: So, really, I keep seeing these arguments of people saying, Oh, but we're third, all oh, but we're third. Really, we're only third because everyone else has also been fucking shite. Yeah, if any other team and from in the top six, like, five or six games ago, had anything about them. Third was absolutely wide open there to be taken. As you said, Paddy, four points from our last six games. It's just not good enough. It's absolutely shocking. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why, how almost every Hearts fan on Twitter and these podcasts seem to see what the problem is. Are we just, do we just, are we just not aware? Do we just don't know what we don't know? Are we just so fucking heat up our own arse that we can't see it because... Nothing's changing. What the hell's uh, going on? Why are they just doing the same thing and just expecting something different to happen?
0: I, I, I hate to say this, but this is very reminiscent of Craig Levine, to be honest stubbornness in the face of like a total disaster at the moment. Like this, this could end really badly this season for us if we're not it's, careful.
1: It's, and people saying, oh, well, the aim was top six, the aim should have been top six. Yeah, it maybe was at the start of the season. But if you're sitting in third at one point twelve points clear,
0: exactly. if your aim
1: is still to finish top six, you're absolutely embarrassing yourself. You should yeah. be aiming to finish at least third then. Like that should you should just revise your aim at that point. It's absolutely nuts to say, Oh well, top six is the is the mark. Top just top six now, if we finish anywhere below third, is now a failure. Yep, agree.
0: Um aims are also fluid throughout the season. They should be, yeah. I mean <laughs> the points difference we had And we are literally getting dragged Into a race for third position now I know we're still nine points ahead But we there's no evidence
2: at the moment we're going to win a football match I, I would go a wee bit further i say we're getting dragged into a race For top six Because yeah. we're only 12 points off ninth that, <laughs> those, that group of teams is so tight If we get dragged into there Everyone's just going to start taking points off everyone And it's going to be it's gonna be horrendous. I'm still confident we'll finish third. But <laughs>
1: every,
2: fuck. every hey week fuck. it's getting a lot nice. less. I, I just think that the teams below us are just it's a bit like the championship season last year. Um I think we'll do enough, but we are we if like I say ne- we could be speaking on this podcast next week, and I'll be like, nah, we we could be fucked. Like it's that tight. Yeah, and we our
1: next games what away at St Mirren, yep, and then at home to Aberdeen.
3: You know his fault They're, is this, though genuinely his fault is Jarvis, Jarvis. Yeah. because yeah. <laughs> he gets up, he gets far too far ahead of himself every single time
0: <laughs> he does, yeah. He but also flip flops is... on players quite a lot as well. <laughs> This is the same same thing with
1: Nielsen. It seems to be every year that we've kind of had them that there is a big drop off towards the end of the season. And you seen at the end of the last season, the championship. We were lucky to get to get out of that so so easily. It was it was touch and go at a couple of points.
3: It's interesting though, because you're talking about we must have one of the smallest squads and playing squads in the league. Um, we rotate with but, but there's pretty much there's the same players in streak. the team that don't get a chance so it doesn't even matter yeah but to an extent if, if, if your core playing team is is so small this this is where the the length of the season kicks in this is why you'll never challenge for a league with a, a squad of that size yeah I agree who does that lie with though i don't think that's that necessarily is the current issue but i think it, it definitely factors into it what we see in terms of drop-off in season.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, There's quite quite a lot of people at the moment actually having a go at Joe Savage, which I think is really unfair, given I think he's done an unbelievable job with the recruitment. But what do you think of that? Do you think he is partly to blame for this?
1: I haven't seen... I've only seen people saying that the criticism of Joe Savage is out-order. I think I've seen... Was it maybe one tweet for... Journalist saying that he heard someone something, someone's I, cousin while he was walking past said something I, exactly. about someone's dog or something who cares, I don't think anyone <laughs> anyone paying attention has any problem with Joe Savage and anyone no. who is saying there is a problem isn't worth listening to
0: Exactly, what would you do with Nielsen at the moment and then what do you think the club will do, I know I, I already know the answer to what the club will do but what do, would you do with Nielsen at the moment
1: I'd uh, I'd say, listen, this needs to turn around. I'd say you've got a couple of games, and if it doesn't turn around, he's got a worse fucking track record than Jack Ross, and he just got fired. Yeah, exactly. He, he's it, the last couple of games he's picked up less less points than James and McPake did. He's been fired. So I I I think Nielsen gets to the end of the season, no doubt about it, and he probably gets next year. One hundred percent gets next year if we finish third. But I do think even if we finish third, this is the best season we'll get under Nielsen. This is the absolute pinnacle we'll ever get under Nielsen, and we should be doing better with the quality of players that we've got in this club it's right like now.
3: There's, there's, it's not just like, and, and, and we've not been good and we've not been set up right. But there's an element that's all being pinned on Nielsen when th- those players, regardless of like how they're put out on the park, are good enough to beat Dundee and they're good enough to beat St Johnston. So. yeah. A massive part of it sits within as well. I know, but if they are, if like if teams have tactically figured it out,
1: there's nothing you can do. And the players look frustrated because imagine if you're one of the center mids playing for hearts, playing up against three who know exactly I, what your role is. That's
3: that's fair to an extent, but if you look at us versus Dundee, I mean the chances we scored in that game, like that we could have killed that game off in the first half. We didn't, and that's the players on the park. Aye. Yep.
1: And Hearts will always give you a chance, even when we had Gordon and we talked about beginning of the season, we done like stats. Hearts concede the most shots on target by a fucking mile. And have all season. And as soon as we Gordon has a bad game, we lose to Dundee. As soon as Gordon misses a game, we lose to St Johnston. And I love having Gordon. It is fucking like having a bulletproof vest, a little fucking lifeline at the end of the day. But it really can be when we are a team competing in third that we're relying on a keeper to make sure that we didn't lose games.
2: Yeah, There's, There seems to be a lot of chat that I've seen anyway um, about Halkett missing and how our slump in form has coincided with him being out, which I do agree to with an extent, but I also, we cannot be reliant on one player going out and us crumbling. That's just, and it's sort of, Again, I feel like I say this every season with Nielsen in charge. It's the same last season, and everything gets pinned on injuries. What Cameron was talking about—the small squads. If we don't have the able replacement, we, we talked about this at January, the January transfer window about needing replacements at centre back. Like we yeah, can exactly. see that that they were thin there, and what think, would you say? It's it's Halkett's had such a big impact that losing him. I think the fact is that you've had to put a replacement in there who
3: hasn't had just hasn't had the. Chance to get up to speed with the right players around him. He's been put chucked in out of position right off the right of the blocks, and and he's not looked great. You know what I mean? That isn't. I don't think that's completely on Sibich either, but it, it certainly does look like a glaring hole.
0: Yeah, I agree. I also it's, it's quite tiring listening to this. Oh, if we had Halkett we would do better. Every team gets injuries throughout the season. You can't keep saying if we had so and so, we'd do better. We, we've not got them at the moment. So that, the other players need to step up.
2: I think uh, I'm pretty sure St. Johnson were missing a few key players as well. Because <laughs> because
3: they, they sold them off. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I... but also like we, we've
1: we've only conceded. I mean, I know we conceded two in both games, but two conceding two goals shouldn't be a completely unassailable thing to get over. It's not like we're banging in hundreds of goals to cover up having bad centre backs. If your defence is constantly fucking conceding chances, one of them is going to go in.
3: Yeah, think yeah. Thing is, I'm just looking at it here. They only conceded four shots on target versus St Johnston, and they only conceded three shots on target versus Dundee. <laughs> it, it, it tells me that when we, we do give away chances, we're giving away some some howlers. I, it
1: seems well, to be just really bad errors as well. Like there always seems to be someone's like
0: obvious mistake involved. Yeah, the two goals against St Johnston, it was they they were like cutting. A hot knife through butter for their goals. Like nobody was closing down, nothing. The players were just able to walk through, and that's how they scored their goals. Like I don't, I, I don't know what Nielsen is telling them in training, but can he
2: be that? Surely he was a defender himself. He got uh, Stendhal with his goggles and his fucking ropes again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, the dry, right man, wrong time, eh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did like yeah. his 2-7 formation. <laughs> Everybody forward.
2: No defending. It was like, interesting.
0: <laughs> aye. We can say like at least I had a
1: goal, but my last in memory is teams is that fucking night in Paisley, and we
3: were fucking shite going forward. So I don't know if I, I'm... I, I, I'm... Not a good in that rabbit hole, but I mean, his managerial history would say <laughs> that we were not an anomaly. <laughs> 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 um,
0: yeah. What would you change the formation? Because I know I would. I think it's i play
3: three three centre mids. <laughs> we've yeah. not seen it. Let's Aye. see
0: it. Aye. Exactly.
1: There I'm... seems to be an obvious solution that we can keep the back five, drop one of the wingers into midfield, obviously not the actual player, but the position, and just play two up top. It seems like it would fit the players we've got. It shouldn't be that big an ordeal to sort of change the way we build up and we play. Um, But nah, I, I can he see us changing anything Do you know what Nielsen's like?
0: Yeah, I I, And I've said this before I would play a midfield three But I'd have one of the, the three being Makinev Because he's really mobile So he can get forward and then get back when he needs to And then you'd he, have He also seems
1: to be able to carry the ball better Than, than any other players Like they all, Benny, Devlin And Harren Are all sort of holding mids but they all do it sort yeah. of differently, whereas at least McInniff does seem like a sort of ball carrier. Like he will sort of link those, those two parts of the pitch. Yeah, but exactly. The only issue
0: with the 5-3-2 is then it it you probably drop Barry McKay, or would you play it? Would it? Would you play more a five-three-one-one one essentially with McKay sort of in a free roll behind the, a boy or of a, a Sims. I don't know, I feel like that just clogs off the centre of the park quite a lot. Yeah, I
1: suppose. And we'd have
3: no width if we did that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Food for thought. Um, well, I think that's... It's not it's not the review of the St. Johnston game Jarvie had, but it's the one he's getting. <laughs> <laughs> um. We'll, we'll move on to the... the wait same... a minute, wait a
3: minute. We've not covered the fact that Natty Atkinson, he scored... And that <laughs> might prove that actually better going forward than he has a defender.
1: Well, he literally can he defend, so like <laughs> it's no hard. It was a good finish as well. Keepers. He seems very lightweight. I do there is something about him. I do I do like him, but he does seem very lightweight. He does seem like he can shy away in games quite easily. And I think he is adjusting, and fair enough, he's just travelled the other side of the planet to start playing football. So We'll see, it and must be quite an experience. 12
3: hours, not 12 weeks, Sam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 24 hours, actually. Yeah, fucking cheeky,
2: cunt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hami, what is uh, Jambo's kickback saying about this whole situation?
3: Talk away and don't talk
2: a lot of shame. Well... Well, Mr Paddy, I decided to take a little bit of a different approach this week because everybody was just really angry and it was Monday and it was getting me a bit of a downer. So I decided to look for something funny and it was looking at managerial suggestions for the next Hearts manager. Now, I can't say for all honesty that a lot of these are true um, reflections of what the fans want, but I'll go with it anyway. First one, Antonio Conte. (laughs) <laughs> Might be a wee bit out of our price range But Put something in I think And um, The next one was Super Craig Levine I don't know if that's the same Craig Levine we had But <laughs> um, Next was somebody who I hope we don't get back Graham Ricks was put in So let's no, no, oh, that's that no. Um is someone just like listing
0: people he remembers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no.
2: Who managed that David, David Moyes? <laughs> no,
1: no, no, just like literally that's a football manager. Aye.
2: Um, next one who I actually agree with this one is that a kickback committee chosen at random every week. I would be in for that. Um Neil Lennon. I'm not sure about that one. Let's well, not though. What? <laughs> Neil Lennon was mentioned more than once. No. Are people out of their mind? Um, wait for it. Barry Ferguson. No, no. To no. reunite with Big Jig and Nacy. Don't know about that. Um, we can get worse. So, Derek Adams. He's been down south quite a bit and is available because he got sacked. That's why he's <laughs> available. Um, Derek Adams. I'm going to say big fat no on that one. Um... I'm not even sure he's still a manager. Tim Sherwood? Oh, uh, no. What is Jesus. going on? Truly, people are just on the
1: fucking
3: wind-up. Pammy, are you on the fucking wind-up?
2: <laughs>
3: uh, this Tim one Sher- might be on wind-up. Tim Sherwood and Barry Ferguson, that's a lot of body warmer. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Bruden, anyone?
2: Oh, Scott for Brown? God's Why sake. Why aren't
3: people actually just fucking thinking
1: and
2: using their brain, man? Uh, Neil Warnock? Not sure he'd move from Cornwall, though, the person says. I don't know. And um, just to finish it up, again on the silly train, Ali McCoyst got mentioned. Ali McCoist, who, again, don't think he's in management anymore. He's always there's, on Sky TV talking about us. Uh, there was, um, just on a very serious note, though. there was a name that came did come up quite a lot, and um, it was obviously Alex Neal, because nobody seems to think he's going to... Last at Sunderland. Um, he's
3: just got a job.
2: This, <laughs> they had a bit of a basket case club, but he's he constantly seems to be linked because of the links with Joe Savage and another one um was Stephen Naismith His name was brought up a lot. And again, we, we sort of talked about it with Sam Mirren. I don't know why, but this sort of youth set-up thing that we, we seem to be doing. I always remember Jack Ross was always going to be very highly touted to be the next Hearts manager after Robin Nielsen before he left, after getting into some allegations at work. Um <laughs> Probably glad we didn't go with him at the end. He did do okay, but he seems like a bit of a boring manager. But Stephen Naismith is... Everybody seems to want him. First Again, I, I don't see it myself. Maybe he might be amazing, but I'd rather I think if I'm looking forward My next heart's manager Who I want Steve I want somebody Bruce. who's No, no, <laughs> no Dick Dick Campbell aye. Dick Campbell uh, oh, Somebody who's epidemic. experienced You know, somebody who uh, No, I'm I'm just wanting oh, someone who's <laughs> 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 Fucking who's, dick, man, Aye,
1: <laughs> who's, who's like Willing to fucking Willing to, to work Like someone who Like we're buying players Whose profile are They don't see Hearts as their like top-end destination. They see Hearts as the place that they think they're going to prove themselves to earn a bigger contract in Europe. I'm absolutely fine with players doing that because they have to work hard for that to happen. They have to be good at Hearts for that to happen. We we should be looking at managing the same. Someone who's got something to prove, someone who's ambitious, someone who wants to move on for Hearts, move up for Hearts. Because managers aren't projects anymore. Managers are are like three or four years at most at teams now. You don't get these long term managers. So there's got to be some some sort of good managers in Scotland now, not just fucking Mark McGee.
2: That was a, that was a thing Jarvie mentioned, didn't it? How, uh, Nielsen's somehow the second longest servicing manager in the Premier League It's mind blowing.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and he's
2: fucking shit.
0: Uh, <laughs> And it's the boy at um, St. Johnson, I forget his name, who is the longest serving man. To be fair, I f- i thought he'd done a great job with them last season and they've had their whole squad.
2: Wait a minute, pieces. wait a
3: minute. You can't say that as if that's some kind of insightful thing. They won two cups.
2: <laughs> what? It's a great season. Well, like, well,
0: is that not a great season then?
2: No, it's just well, you said
0: that
1: like, You said it like everyone else was like, well, it was all right.
2: And you're like, despite what everyone
1: oh, else thinks, Paddy McDonald thinks St Johnston had a good season by winning both trophies domestically. To be fair, Steven Gerrard got Manager of the Year rather than okay, uh, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> so so the, cinch, like the they? SFA are just fucking fans of Glasgow Rangers and Celtic.
2: Um, Callum Davidson, yeah. I'd, so he's the longest-serving manager, and not for long. Uh, <laughs> The curse of beating hearts might strike him soon. Um, we, well, I we, I get again, we mentioned it earlier on, but the player regression. I know you were talking about players coming in. We do seem to. They do like you. you go on Twitter and get back and things in the air and you can already see people turning on Benny, who was the greatest thing since sliced bread at the start of the season. to our majority of fans and I still think so. I will still stick up for him. Um, the likes of Barry McKay, who I think. He's not been performing brilliantly since the start of the year. He's, And I don't think that's necessarily on him. It's more the way we play and the way that other teams play against us. Um, the defence has looked fucking ropey.
1: You can, you can see slowly but surely everyone's kind of losing form and our results and our performances have got worse and worse and worse. And we were at the point where we were playing badly and everyone was sort of playing badly, but we were doing enough just to scrape wins. It feels like it's kind of flipped over in the performances and, and the sort of individual moments aren't there anymore and now we're just losing games. Um, I,
3: it's not it's not a huge flip in terms of, you know, you, th- you said it earlier, it's not like we were ever hammering teams. So the flip is like one goal. You've yeah. went from winning games 1-0 to losing those games.
1: Yeah, and uh, it is an easy thing to do, but and it's not an easy thing to change. The, my real issue, and, and I'm not one to jump the gun and be like Nielsen out or anything, is how many times have you seen this with Nielsen? It seems to be the end of every fucking year. And like you said, Paddy, everyone's got worse. Nobody's playing better than they were at the start of the season. And that's surely something that you've got to be looking at if you're the person above Robbie Nielsen going, why are these all these players that we've brought in now not playing as well as before they were training full-time at hearts
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. But, this, I mean, this, this happened with Nielsen the last time he was manager as well, to be honest, and the fans wanted him out. So, yeah, get that fucking plane.
2: Remember, he, he <laughs> wasn't it. sacked. He walked away, so. Well, I hope he's fucking got his itchy feet. <laughs> 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 and uh, making John Suter captain. Bullshit, man. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's be yeah, that's out of order. I do think that I should have went to somebody like Kingsley. Um Aye, someone who's committed But exactly. it's also um, it's Something I've thought for the last few weeks We don't really have a, a proper You know, a bastard in our team Our leader who'll fucking Scream and shout at players when things aren't going well You know, Craig Gordon seems like a How, how many guy, players but...
1: respond to that Nowadays is like a positive thing How many of the like the great leaders that, Like exist to these sort of fucking Bastions of the club who play their whole career There and Fucking headbutt anything that says otherwise, you know, they just don't exist anymore. We you don't see what the dynamics are like in the dressing room. Maybe John Souter in that dressing room is the guy that everyone goes to for advice and shit. Like you never know. But I mean, I agree, even if he is, he said he's fucking leaving. So he just shouldn't be the captain i our club that he's
2: fucking leaving. It's a weird joy. I mean, I did not know what I'm playing, but he's turned out to be probably our best player.
1: We, I mean, we can't turn our nose up at John Sutter right now. Yeah. We, just, we would be fucking nuts to... Uh, principal, I'd, I'd back it just out of principal, but if you're really fucking... If you're the club thinking of the best interest of the club in the future, you've got to play John
0: Sutter right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, well, to be a Hearts fan. Hammy, <laughs> you had an interesting Sunday afternoon slash evening.
2: <laughs> I did. <laughs> yes, I did. I've... I actually, forgot about that. Yesterday, <laughs> I was uh, at I was meeting a uh, a living legend, um, Mr. Rudy Scatchell. Uh, what a man! What a just a genuinely lovely man. He must have had there was a good few hundred people there, and uh, he shook everyone's hand, took a photo with everyone. I probably would have got to about ten folk before going. I can't be asked with this. So, fair play, him um, an absolute gentleman. The event was. Was generally pretty good. It got a bit weird at halftime when they started auctioning off Van Dyke shirts and uh, Pogba shirts and stuff. Absolutely nothing to do with hearts. Um, David Tanner was a bit weird. I think he'd had a bit of a rough night the night before. So <laughs> then started. He's a really... fucking
1: weird guy, anyway, man.
2: <laughs> He's that proper arse-looking hearts man. They so try to get them on side. Uh, a lot of drunk folk A lot of folk getting very annoyed at the drunk folk <laughs> It's just quite funny Or people got drunk at an
1: event Or serving alcohol
2: It's <laughs> an alcohol. event that they kept you in a bar For about two hours before the event started uh, i was not really yes. sure what they were expecting
1: Anyone else kind of got a wee bit of uh, Ill feeling inside the club Like cashing in on legends To make a wee bit of money for the club Or is that just kind of part of the parcel
2: Well it wasn't the club that
1: organised
2: it it was an outside company It was David Tanner's company Which which is I think folk were getting a bit odd That they were using they Essentially were using Rudy Scatcho to then Chuck out their, their own merchandise ten, yeah. ten are a slip for the raffle um, I bought two Some part of the problem <laughs> <laughs> You wanted, that, you wanted Cristiano Ronaldo though <laughs> <laughs> They um, they actually cut short I, fit, I think they cut short the auction Because folk were just getting a bit like what's this got today? Where you know there was a fucking uh, Floyd Mayweather signed boxing glove, I think, going up and Conor McGregor <laughs> stuff and that. It was just, it was all. It was. Great it's a hearing, cash grab, bye. It was great hearing Rudy Scotts speak. I'd love to do it again and. um Gary Locke got up for the second half as well. It was great hearing him speak with Rudy and both <laughs> talking to each other. Getting
1: what exactly was happened. They've gone in a halftime and went, right, we need, we need someone who just everyone loves. It's like, you're like a crying baby in the cot and they've got <laughs> the big teddy bear that you really like and it makes the noises that you're really fascinated by. They just drag Gary Locke out of halftime and go, look, look over here, it's Gary Locke, you can't be angry. When you can see Gary Lock, it,
2: it, it was it was it uh, was it worked for me. That's ex- pretty much exactly what I done. <laughs> Gary Locke's great. Though. He loves talking about it.
1: I fucking of course. Aye. Rudy
2: Scatchard's debut, as it turned out, was against Gary Lock. Um, so they had a bit of banter with each other. And Rudy's a very shy guy, though. He looked a bit uncomfortable with the whole thing. You know, with I just think he likes talking in public and stuff. So it was good getting Gary Locke on because he fucking you know, <laughs> loves talking. Like talking. Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was good. I'd do it again. I probably wouldn't do it again if it was organized by an external company. But yeah um yeah it's you see when you uh, you see you look at the reviews and everything and you hear what people are saying and you're like ah it's a bit dodgy that but uh, hopefully and we've had the good news that Gary Locke's having a testimonial game in July. And Rudy will be part of that, so... Oh, nice. I'll, I'll be certainly getting my tickets for that, hopefully in hospitality.
0: Was there uh, any mention of who else would be playing in that? Or did, was it just
2: them two at the moment? Just them two. He says Gary Lock's had a great... um Great feedback. season
3: so. And he's <laughs> looking to fill
2: in if there's injuries. <laughs> mentioned, Robin
3: Helson's uh, uh, a shoot. surely.
2: He'll have to play. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will be, aye. Um... Jim Jeffries' manager, probably. That'd be good. Rudy was talking about Takis Fisas as well, who he uh, he keeps in contact with. He says he's... Because he asked what Takis Fisas is up to, he says he's old, he's retired, he's having a time in his life. Um, And Takis Fisas is looking nice, so he's pretty sure he um, dabbled in management. Might be worth keeping an eye out Jules Rousseau is an assistant manager as well just saying was, uh, was Fisas no link to like the director of football
1: At aye.
3: Aye. Yeah. before
0: Savage aye aye
3: goalkeeping managers just seem bizarre
1: Jose <laughs> Mourinho
3: I know I it just it, it, it's never struck me as uh, there's no reason why it should but um, it just it seems odd
0: Cameron I'll take it over to you for buy or sell please
3: Okay, Doki. Now, last week's one was an absolute disaster, as um, you already know, because we've been through the game. What I don't have in front of me is last week's scores, so you aren't getting a score update. Um, Hammy never sent me them, so it's his fault.
0: (laughs) I think (laughs) I deleted them as well.
3: Oh, (laughs) now I'm going to have to listen to last week.
0: Let
1: me. Um,
3: That's all right. We'll move on to this week's questions and I'll give a score update next week for the two weeks. So, I'll continue to ask this until it happens. Straightforward question. This weekend, playing St Mirren, Hearts to Win. Cell.
0: Oh, my mind's telling me no. Is that Hearts way. to Win, Cell, Definitely, sell. <laughs> but my body, my body.
1: Is it bad to sing that now? No. I don't know. Let the viewers... Uh... Tell us. <laughs> I don't want to be cancelled <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to sell it
3: Jarvis bought it <laughs> and I'm going to continue to remain positive and buy it myself alright um, so Hearts as you'll have noticed have scored two goals in their last four if you don't include the penalties against Livy and um, I would like to know if you think they get to at least that in this game. What, over two. over 1.5.
0: Sell. They're losing.
2: I'm going to buy it. I think it'll be a 2 old draw. I am also going to sell this one, I think.
3: I'm going to buy it. And of course, Jarv is ultra-positive this week Is our Jarv. <laughs> um I had to pick one of the two scorers for the last two goals, and there have not be a lot of goals, goal scorers to pick from—Be um, Atkinson or Sims. So, actually, I'll give you either either of them to score. I was just going to be Sims, but why not? Either Atkinson or Sims to score. Sell. Yeah, I'll sell it. Bye. That I was not expecting.
2: Nah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think I'm going to regret that one. Wait, so they're not? So we we're, we're scoring only one goal if we if we score, according to your production. But it will yes. be Sims or Atkinson. Okay. Sims penalty. <laughs> <way. laughs> I'm going to buy it. I'm going to do the exact opposite of what Paddy's done. Always, <laughs> always good life advice. Do the opposite of what Paddy does. <laughs> and you know what? Because we haven't had this question this season, it now has happened. So an um, own goal for either side in this game. Oh bye. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also sell them.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna sell that one, yeah.
3: Oh, what a buy for Jarve there. <laughs> <laughs> well there we go. Um yeah. I'd like to get this back to a more positive script when it updates next week. So let's let's fingers crossed then.
0: Thank you, Cameron. That's all we have time for this week so many thanks to Simon Hammy and Cameron Um, if you aren't following us on the socials we are at Hearts Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and whether you're listening through Apple Podcast or Spotify do leave a generous star rating if you enjoy the show or even some polite words until next time keep washing your hands for the hearts we'll see you again soon